So I'm watching the episode uh, Death Ship. Are you guys familiar with that one? That's the one with uh, Ross Martin and uh, Jack Klugman and the other guy that nobody remembers. The three yes, astronauts yes. with the crashed spaceship and all that. And, and Ross Martin know. goes crazy with uh, with power. Uh... No, it's Jack Klugman. He's, he's the one that's – well, okay, well, this is the one where they, they see their own crashed spaceship and they land, you know, like, oh, there's a crashed ship. Oh, my, oh, it's our ship. Oh, shit. Our bodies are on there. And it's they – and, and yeah, kind of. And then they the other two crewmen see, you know, experience like the afterlife with their families and stuff. But Jack Klugman's like, no, it's not true. There's got to be a rational explanation. And they're like, we're dead. Please let us go with our families. And he's like, no, we're going to go over it again and again. And then they cut to them. Like, they're like a flying Dutchman and they're stuck in a loop. And oh. they keep doing this. And as I'm sitting there, so there's three guys. And I'm thinking, wow, I wonder, like, which of us would be, you know, like, which of us would be Paul and me and Scott. And then I'm right at the end of it. And Ross Martin turns to Jack Klugman and says, Paul, let us go. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the producer, drunk with power. But I, I, was, I was like, oh, well, I guess I answered that question. Because I had just formed that question in my head. Wow, I wonder who, like in this little triumvirate, who would be who? Oh, shit. Oh, now, now I know who's who. I don't know. I think I'm usually the one who says, oh, I don't know if that's what you guys want to do. You want to go walk to hell? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Stop it! Genesis! Oh, what's in the box? Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back. To the bins. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spitaro, and I'm here with Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott Gardner. Hey, guys. Hello. We are back again to cover the fourth part of the five-part Terminus Factor, the miniseries that we never planned on covering. <laughs> so, how are you guys doing today? Sleepy, so sleepy. Sleepy? <laughs> we lazy bum, it's a Sunday. He was just, dancing through, he was just dancing through a field of poppies. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I just, oh guys, I have 40 winks. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured Scott with like pigtails and a little dog, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's see that that's the, that's why Scott is almost like Batman. You could put him in any genre. <laughs> Speaking of Batman, I was watching the episode today with uh, Egghead and um, Egg Olga. Oh 
Olga the babushka, whatever, and they hatched the giant dinosaur out of the egg, and it was... I was like, wait a minute, isn't Batman in that dinosaur costume? Aha! I was right. It's nice to be right once in a while, isn't it? Yeah. It was exquisite. <laughs> so, you know what we did? What? We, we screwed up. We forgot to invite Gene again. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's because... Mm. Well, you know, maybe we could summon him. Uh, Quasar, Quasar, Quasar! Yeah, that's yeah. going to work. I guess that doesn't work. So, well, I guess once we again, we got to put out our apologies time. to Gene. Because yeah. although we've been wanting to... You know, although we realized the last issue that we should have had him on board. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe he won't listen. Yeah, but technically last time it wasn't a Quasar appearance, it was a Quasar mentioning. I mean, does that really count? Yeah, well, when it's a Thor issue, it does. Don't you think? Um... All right, well, you know what? You and Gene, you know, you don't like Gene. I understand that, you know. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. I put enough things in my mouth as it is. I don't need you adding things. <laughs> I see they're like picking up a quarter and putting it in here. <laughs> a marble. <laughs> Just Jeez anything my... anything that's sitting on the table right now. Gee, my friend. I am eating pretzels, so I guess I shouldn't say anything. Oh, you know, especially Ranch, though, you, know, you guys <laughs> were in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Scott's eating me. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> When we were sorting the books, the comics, the next morning, Scott wasn't sure if I was alive. <laughs> that is very true. You can tell him, Scott, real quick. <laughs> so, you know, my uh, the room I stayed in at Bill's house was more or less right across the hall from Bill's. So I got up early one morning to go out and, and continue on the sorting project or what. Because I'm generally up pretty early. And uh, I walked by his room. He had the door wide open. He's laying in there. <laughs> He's got now it was a it was a full size shirt, but the way it had written up, it looked like he was wearing like like a teenage girl's belly shirt or something. <laughs> you know, so so like it just covered like the the first part of his chest and then everything else was kinda hanging out. He's laying there on his back, he's got this CPAP machine on, which looks like you know, one of the face huggers from Alien. And he's just like perfectly still with this Darth Vader machine, you know, breathing, you know, breathing for him. It seemed like, and I'm just, I'm looking at him, and he's not moving, and he's, and he's just laying there, and I'm like, oh, please don't let him have died while I'm here. <laughs> at least wait till I go no. home. <laughs> what? I said at least wait till I go home. Right. <laughs> it's less, no, less the, less the, the pain of losing a friend, and more the pain of having to be the one who finds him. <laughs> Right, yes. <laughs> you know, the thing is, and as a, a fellow CPAP user, uh, in the right situation, you know, you, you can walk in with somebody with that thing on and you feel like you're in ICU. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so. But uh. anyway, at least uh, at least it's not me and three Florida mans. <laughs> So we don't have a formal synopsis on this particular issue. For some reason, Marvel Wiki doesn't have one. But just to give a very, very brief one, uh, again, this is the fourth part of the five-part Terminus Factor. The cover uh, by Tom Morgan uh, shows 
the Terminus and the Termini creature from the last one uh, facing off against each other in battle over over the sky of Hollywood. Uh, and while that's going on, we see Iron Man, the Wasp, the original Human Torch, and Machine Man all flying towards uh, the battle, as well as an Avengers Quinjet, which actually looks like, it almost looks like it's banking off of Terminus. Uh, and it says the War of the Gargantuas. Plus four other thrilling features. Why why don't they make this like epic sized? I don't know why. Even though it's a five part adventure, I, I feel like this this could have been longer. This could have filled the whole you know sixty four page annual. So uh, just oh, well, let me tell you the, the one story alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. have a feeling too. Well, let me tell you those other stories aren't that thrilling. So I don't know what exactly. You're <laughs> So this story is written by Roy and Danny Thomas, uh, penciled by Jim Fry, who I'm not familiar with. And just, you know, by way of advance notice, I'm not all that anxious to get familiar with based on this book. Uh, inked by Keith yeah. Williams, lettered by Diana Albers and colored by Renee Wittestetter. Yes. Uh so it opens up uh, with Hank and the Wasp uh, performing some work on the original Human Torch, who bursts into flames, killing the entire West Coast team. Uh, oh, no, they survived it. And they get the call. Pietro comes in and they get the call about the uh, basically letting them know about what how the last issue ended off. And Machine Man is there with them as well at this point. They go and con- see the uh, the battle where Hercules is already there. Uh, and honestly, it's a lot of battle that isn't including the Avengers. Uh, it's a lot of battle between the two. And we left off wondering if they were going to just kind of join each other or if they were going to fight. Uh, so there is a fight. The Avengers kind of get involved in it. And we're going to go through this more at length, so I don't want to go into the details. But in the grand scheme of things, they eventually uh, combine to make one even giant, gig- even more gigantic, the ultimate Terminus. Uh, getting ready to head into the last part of this series. Uh, And on the last page, we see the East Coast Avengers, uh, which includes Captain America, the She-Hulk, the Vision, and Quasar. Don't you mean Quasar, protector of the universe? That was the equation. What? What the hell was that? That would be your quantum cast cohort here. (laughs) Where did you come from? Well, you said Quasar Protector of the Universe, didn't you? Um, well, hi, Gene. Hi. <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't it make you sound clean? Hi, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never heard that one before. <laughs> I know, but it's the first time I've ever said it. <laughs> uh, are you clever? <laughs> no, but I still found it amusing. <laughs> anyway, it's, we, that was we, one of my... That was one of my favorite jokes on Beavis and Butthead when uh, they go to the, the nurse's office and, and one of them says, Mr. Buzzcut sent us here to say hi to somebody named Gene. <laughs> uh, so, Gene, you're, you're actually joining us, uh, you know, three, three-fifths of the uh, miniseries is already gone, but we, we welcome you aboard. Uh, and I'm just wondering what you, you know, have you read up to this point? 
I have not. I uh, what I've been concentrating on is actual Quasar appearances so far, and this is the next one in in my reading list. So it just so happened to coincide with what you guys are doing. Have you had a chance to listen to our coverage of the first part of it? I have. Yes. Okay. That that, that was interesting in the fact that, like Scott said, aren't these guys supposed to be fighting? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> so. So yeah, so you know, basically the story has progressed to the point where now there there was the original, as far as we know, I guess that would be in air quotes, terminus, and then the combination of all these small termini, which created this secondary creature, and we left off in the last issue with them confronting each other face to face, but we weren't sure, you know, because the the original terminus was just kind of settling down. Mm. In front wow. of in front of the combo creature, and we weren't sure, you know, what was going to happen coming into this one because none of us had actually read ahead. Well, combo mm. creature, mm, that sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, they should have got Combo Man to fight him. Do you guys remember Combo Man? No, oh, vaguely. Yeah, he was he was part of. You remember Combos, right? The little yeah, pretzel yeah. things. Dude, inside. I still eat them. There was a comic that Marvel produced called Combo Man, and he was made up of, of pieces of all the other different Marvel characters. He was called Combo. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to make a Combo Man and eat him. I, w- I would be very original with it, and I'd have him burst into the room and go, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> he wasn't partners with Captain Ultra, was he? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Captain Ultra wouldn't make it very was, far in this comic. <laughs> Human torches around. You remember that that famous piece of art of Stan Lee's face, and mm. like pieces of his face are all the different Marvel characters. Like, yes. the yeah, piece of, yeah, it, it, that's what Campbell Man was. Okay, well, would that also be like the super adaptoid? Oh, that one. Oh, okay. He was he was ridiculous. Yes. But was that like the super adaptoid as far as like the general appearance? Uh, no. no I, I, it was even I'm, worse than that because I'm it wasn't you an image here. Yeah, it's crazy looking. Yeah, I will I will send an image in the in the chat. It's it's quite ridiculous. Like like he had like it wasn't what it was like quarters of his face were different characters, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with this one. Uh, what do you guys think of the cover? I love the cover on this, and I had long believed, you know, and if I'd paid more attention, it says right at the bottom who the artist is, but I had long believed that the uh, cover artist for both this and the concluding chapter uh, in the Avengers annual, uh, you know, on a quick glance, I thought it was um, Simonson, Walt Simonson. And mm, I only you kind that, of yeah. it's only really when you linger on it for a moment that you're like, well, oh, no, it's not quite as you know, it, it's quite, not quite as refined, I guess would be the word as uh, as Walt Simonson. But I don't, I couldn't tell you why because I know the the anatomy is a little wonky and things like that. But for much the same reason that I like Simonson, I guess I really like Tom Morgan and uh, and I like this cover quite a bit. I think it's cool. Yeah, I. Uh, the wasp is carrying some extra luggage, I'll say. <laughs> aren't, aren't you projecting to the last uh, last story in this book? Uh, um, 
What do you uh, where, where the artist lovingly draws her butt not once, not oh, twice, yes, but three times? Right. <laughs> Perhaps I am. Oh my god, yeah. Wow, okay. Even uh, Simon Williams noticed that too. Holy cow. Damn. <laughs> I have to go back up. Maybe this this last episode, this it, last one. You know what? He's not a total thrilling. misogynist. Here it is again. Oh my gosh! He's not a total misogynist because he's got one of Hawkeye from behind bending down. Yeah, I know. So, which you know, honestly, I don't want to see. But you know, whatever. It's equal opportunity for everybody. To each his uh, own. Yeah, that's all. Uh, anyway, we're not we're not focusing on that one. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait! I've got one more thing about the wasp, and it has nothing to do with the cover. So my wife's this morning we were talking and I was like, so you still, cause she's getting on this whole ancestry thing and, and looking up stuff. She's so she's like, yeah, I was going over, um, the Van Dyne line this morning and I rolled back <laughs> over it. And then I, then I rolled back and said, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm in, um, in my family tree, like through this grandmother, it's, it's the, uh, the Van Dyne. I'm like, Van Dyne, V A N D Y N E. She's like, no, it's spelled different. V a n d u y a n e. I'm like, but it still said Van Dyne, right? She's <laughs> like, yeah, why? I'm like, uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> you change your name to Pim. You change your name to Pim and Smacker. I'm not gonna do that. Oh, okay. But I was just like, wait, did I just hear that correctly? <laughs> no, good cover, like it. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, not burying the lead here. Uh, I think this cover sets up my disappointment with the interior art. <laughs> I can see that. Because I yeah. look at this cover and I, th- I think this cover is terrific. I really like it. It's it's one that would make me want to pick it up off the stand. And then I open up the artwork and I think, ah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, not a fan of the interior art. But I guess we'll we'll talk more about that as we go along. I think there's one or two images that I kind of liked, but otherwise just no. I also love the use of, uh, you know, for the for the title on the cover. I, <clears throat> pardon me, I don't know what the what's the interior story. Called. Oh, when Titans trash, which is stupid. But War of the Gargantuas, I thought was funny because uh, while I was never the biggest, you know, giant monster fan in the world, you know, like like Luke, but uh, I, I always got a kick out of War of the Gargantuas. Honeywell and I used to watch that movie whenever it would play and just laugh our asses off because it's just it's so ridiculous and th- this is what it is it's two big goofy looking giant monsters that fight each other you know it's mm-hmm. just it's just a lot of fun mm-hmm. and that's that would make that would make me want to pick it up even more <laughs> so i have questions right as this story starts because i <clears throat> i have read <clears throat> pardon me dry throat this morning um I have read Burns' run on West Coast Avengers, and I've read spotty issues here and there, you know, beyond his point. But I'm by no means am I all caught up or or any sort of expert or anything on West Coast Avengers. So I remember them reviving, you know, finding out that he still existed for one thing, but then reviving the original Human Torch. I remember that and thinking that was really cool and everything. Well, they, this story starts with Pym reviving him again. He's re-reviving com- him. Having yeah. re-re-revived the uh, <laughs> and, you know, So it's mechanical. How, you know, somebody, I think it's the Wasps, is something about they had to 
Yeah, while you were shut down and all. So what what happened? I don't remember any of this. You, you know, I was doing know? my I was doing my West Coast Avengers read through about I don't know about a year ago, and I got stalled right about the time when the when the Human Torch got revived. So I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know if, you, don't yeah, know if either of you guys. Too. It's been so long yeah. since I read it. That's funny that you stalled I there. That I was like. Well, uh, that's uh, the burn uh, stuff. Yeah, I, I know. Well, the, honestly, I, that was my whole goal in doing the read through was to get to get to the burn stuff and read it all. And something something distracted me. I don't know. A fly must when have When I by. completed my collection of West Coast Avengers, I decided to sit down and read it right then, as opposed to what I usually do. Is I complete a run, I'm like, oh my god, I finally got the complete run, and then it goes in a box and I forget it exists. <laughs> you know, that sounds but like I, my I, life I, right there. And I don't think I made it more than – if I made it the full first year, I'd be amazed. I just – the art was horrible. And it's not that the stories were bad because I think it's Steve Englehart, who I rather like. But it was just – I don't know. It just wasn't grabbing me somehow. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and, and reread but do a you know skip to the burn and go forward from there because I, I, basically if, if I remember my, my – familiarity with west coast i think it basically is the burn run and then late in the series when spider woman became a a, a member for a time she was either a member or she was just hanking out with a team one of the two because i yeah, you're talking for, to spider woman not jessica drew the other one julia right. carpenter yeah. yeah for a time i don't know if i if it's still anywhere close today but for a time i had every appearance of her because for some reason i was really enamored of spider woman well part redhead. of it was, <laughs> redhead well, it was that, but also I was, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this now, but I was a huge Venom fan when Venom first came along, and Venom <laughs> is visually based on her. So I thought you were going to say something yeah. else completely, but then never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm familiar sort of with those two eras, but that's about it, and that's you know nowhere near the complete run. So, and I think this thing with the torch must have happened between those two things because i i don't remember i thought once he was revived he was revived and that was it so i don't i don't know they're almost doing like a winter soldier thing here it seems like where they wake him up when they need him or something which seems just cruel you know <laughs> well he's fine as long as he's not down for 35 years at a time right <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember either my my reading of west coast avengers was pretty spotty at the time and i don't remember I went back fairly recently. I got a few issues. Guess what? None of them involved the Human Torch. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I don't know what what happened to him because uh, I have a few of the issues with Immortus, where he's manipulating the the Scarlet Witch, which they explain was just before this. But I don't, I don't know what happened before that to shut him down again. Yeah, just for, well, for for bookkeeping purposes, I uh, I had decided to try and uh, complete my run of West Coast Avengers, and I am five issues shy of the regular series and like three annuals, but I'm almost there. You have to let me know which ones you need because I may have some doubles. I'm not sure. I yeah, I, I, I either I still have them or I sold them a while ago. I can't remember, but I know I had some doubles because I was buying collections to try to complete the holes that that I had. But yeah, I've I've had a complete uh, thing of this and uh, what was the companion? The solo solo Avengers. Avengers. Well, that yeah, one, it yeah, was solo Avengers and 
Avengers Spotlight because it changed titles halfway. Yeah. Through. Yeah, and, I got and that. then West Coast morphed into Force Works, which I think I have the complete run on that now. I lack like two issues, I think, of that one, one or two issues. But yeah, I, that's another one uh, we should cover something from at, at some point. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you really want to get to talking about art, because that one is like the extreme justice of Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> the stories were generally pretty good, but the art, you got to get past the art, you know? Yeah. That's why I didn't last more than a few issues when Forceworks first came out. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I I'm not going to deal with this. I had a bunch of the issues, and then I didn't have a bunch of the issues because I, at some point, had uh, gotten rid of them. But then I decided to complete it when I started finding them at, you know, 50 cents each. So there's 22 issues, and I just did it. There may be some issues that are rarer than others, but uh, but I know that just about any time that I go cheap bin diving anywhere, I, I find at least one issue of Force Works in there somewhere. So you know, well, that it, one it, I don't need uh, any on. I have that twenty-two issue run. Oh, okay. <laughs> West Coast, like I said, West Coast is five issues I need, and it's on my want list. I would I would read them off to you now, but you won't keep track of them anyway, so they're on the want list that I'm giving to you. <laughs> Well, go go ahead. I got a I got a notepad right here. All right. I'll write them down. Now give me two seconds for me and my value. So, you know, Force Works fascinating Force Works, listening. Force Works oh. is back. Yeah, well, not in my house. Force um, Works 2020, but no, I'm not even reading it either. So. So I am missing right. on event. They all have Avengers, gears on this. <laughs> I yeah. am missing issues 38, 47, 53, 78, and 90. Instead of a couple of the annuals, right? And for the annuals, uh, I have I am missing six, seven, and I don't know. I have eight, but I don't know if there was a nine or not. Let's I don't think so. I don't think so. so no, but I, I can check. I, I've, I've confirmed that already because I'm using the uh, CLZ app. Uh, so I'm missing three issues on that. Well, the the very last annual is has a different name because it was it well, started Avengers out as, West Coast. Yeah, West Coast, and then it changed to yeah Avengers West Coast. And uh, on yeah. the app, thankfully, so, they just call it all West Coast Avengers. On the annuals, yeah. they call it West Coast Avengers, and on the proper series, they call it Avengers West Coast. But <laughs> either, either way, at least they're all together. They don't have it split up. Right. I couldn't tell you why, but I've always been kind of fascinated with the original Human Torch. And I, I think it's just because uh, he, he seems like such a tragic character. And I'm always kind of fascinated by the way the other characters in the Marvel Universe act towards him. And I noticed it a bit in this issue, too. They're kind of dicks to him, and I'm not sure exactly why, you know? It it seems to be this this weird thing of, you know, they're either kind of... Uh, reverent of him because he was one of the originals or they're kind of dicks. And in this one, they're largely dicks to him, especially like uh U.S. agent keeps. Okay, well, US US agents agents a dick to dick to right. Yeah. And Hawkeye's right. got a chip on his shoulder because Hank Pym came in and he's like, Hey man, I found your team. Right. <laughs> but, 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 don't you think that the original Human Torch has like a certain type of uh, tenacity to him because he gets shut down, but he gets up again? You know, you can never want to keep him keep down. down. Uh, I have a wait. Give a wait for that joke. 
Anytime I can make Scott sigh, <laughs> I've yeah, accomplished my goal. <laughs> so the story opens, uh, and the first page is Hank doing the work to revive the Human Torch. And quite frankly, as much as I dislike the artwork in this book, which I, I think I've mentioned, uh, this sequence I, I, is, I, I is almost, bad. Yeah, I like this sequence. This sequence almost mm-hmm. looks Steve Ditko-ish to me. And, and they're not actually skinny. good good Steve Ditko, you know, when he was shadowy and moody in his in his uh in his drawings, not just, you know, simpleton looking. <laughs> right. To me it's it's really not bad until Quicksilver comes in and then it kinda goes down down down. That's full down, down. page splash on page three of the torch, I think it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the torch yeah. looks cool, but all the people in the background look fair. Right. They don't look terrible, but they don't look good either. Uh, but then, starting on the next page, I don't like the way that the art is. It, it you know, it, it goes right into the art that I don't like. I don't that like the way Hank drawn, the way U.S. Agent is drawn. Well, U.S. Agent looks a little goofy, but I mean, other than that, I mean, that page isn't bad. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's when Quicksilver comes in with smoke. Um, poof! Because well, he's he's slowing down. He's doing the Fred Flintstone. I'm just gonna drag my feet. <laughs> that second panel of page four of the torch standing there and kind of the there's the blast marks on the floor around him and everything. I'd swear that's a swipe from Bart Sears. That really looks like Bart Sears to me. Are you guys familiar with Bart Sears? Yeah, but I'm trying uh, to only think a from little. What? Uh, what book are you thinking it's a swipe from? I'm thinking that that's like he, he looks to me like uh, like Metamorpho or something from um, like when he was doing um, was it Europe Justice League Europe I think mm. he was doing. So you know what this page looks mm. like to me? It looks like a very poor version. Don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing them in quality, but just stylistically, a very poor version of Joe Staten. Okay, I can I see what you're going for there. Yeah. Again, Staten is far superior. Mm-hmm. Don't right. Don't, don't think I'm trying wise. to say that. I'm just talking in in approach. Maybe, yeah. I could kind of see that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, got- I could. I could see these layouts in like um, a, a a JSA meeting or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking, honestly. So they, they, they're all together, and Quicksilver comes in and says, ooh, 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 uh, I've been bad, but can I come with you guys? <laughs> Quicksilver <laughs> has, has gone through so many dick moves that I, I don't know why they would let him come along ever. <laughs> Didn't he just recently in this series have the, uh, the run where he kind of screwed over the team? Well, isn't... The, the Human Torch right in this says, wait, didn't we fight him? <laughs> is, that, is that the guy that we just that just fought against us? Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, all right, somebody somebody uh, taser him, and then we'll go see what, what yeah. we could do about the Terminus. Why was Machine Man here? Now, I know he was part of the earlier chapters of this Terminus story, but in terms of... 
the the internal continuity of of the Avengers West Coast, why well, is he, he hanging around? He was with Iron Man. Right. Who, who so that's probably him. a holdover from that. And you could say maybe because the Human Torch is a machine. No, I'm I'm thinking actually that because Iron Man is here, so he already knows what's going on, and. Uh, Machine Man is, is upset because his friend got killed, so I think he tagged along knowing that this was going to be something they were going to have to address. Hmm. Well, no, I, I mean, I get that as far as why does he join the bad, but I mean, in the beginning of the story, why is he Why is he standing there, there when they're revived? Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Maybe because they, they wanted his expertise as a, as a machine? See, no, I'm, I'm like, saying that, that he was with Iron Man already. He knew Iron Man was going back and said, hey, can I come along? Because I know you're going to be going after this Terminite shit. And Iron Man is in the revival scene. And he's not just going to leave this stranger to wander around the Avengers compounds. Okay, if I'm going here, you're coming with yeah, okay. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way I'm, I'm viewing it. It's it's more or less just to keep him in the story. Right. Not that, yeah. not that he pays, plays such a big role in the story anyway. You could have right. you could have easily left him out of this, and then we'd be yeah, saying, "Hmm, what happened to Machine Man?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think he's only there to like throw a little exposition. Like he doesn't really do much. He, he goes. Mean, he goes with Iron Man and holds up the the uh, the the, the fancy smancy. Yeah. I mean, everything um, with him being part of the story makes sense from the terminus crossover part of this because he's been a part of each chapter and everything but it's just as the story starts it didn't really make sense to me why why is he even here um well, like i said i just think he was along for the ride yeah. i think that's all yeah well the to. the only thing i can you know st- internal logic wise is on page 10 because iron man says good thing we fixed you up with that new arm right so mm. iron man brought him here to get the new arm yeah, that's, right. that's not yeah. a bad thought. Look at Gene. Look at the big brain on Gene. <laughs> Aren't you glad I suddenly appeared out of nowhere? <laughs> uh, Bill was calling you for quite a while. I kept saying, but what about Gene? What about Gene? Oh. <laughs> I thought Bill didn't like me. He yeah, he was Paul. afraid. He was he was afraid you were going to get bring us. Bring, we were going to bring you in, so he kept saying, "You know, what about Gene? I don't want him to come." Uh huh. Anyway, so they all they all go off to meet up at the at the Termini Terminal. Uh, now that's not a terrible splash page. Actually, I think Terminus looks good. I think the Termini looks mediocre. Hercules from behind looks okay, and the couple of. Uh, couple of pedestrians that they have near him look good, but then the background is just kind of like a bunch of blobs, like here's a head, here's a head, here's a head. Uh, really? The pedestrians look good. The woman <laughs> with that weirdly shaped child is, you call that good? I'm, it's okay. That's like a baby with an old man's face. And then all the way all the way on the left, you see... All have, babies have an see, old man's face. You see Where Kilroy you all the way on the left. <laughs> <laughs> What year is this? 90. Yeah. What year did The Fugitive come out? 93. With Harrison Ford. Why? Oh, wow, that's Harrison Ford? I yeah. thought it was Her- after that. Yeah, Hercules. left a Herc. It looks like yeah. Harrison Ford from the poster to The Fugitive. I didn't kill my wife. Three, three years later. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> 
this time he leaves Jones all the way city. in the back, and he can't get at him because the crowd is between them. <laughs> that would Campbell. actually be funny, but uh, but no. Hercules, stop Richard Campbell. Do you think you'd have a higher opinion of the R if the colors weren't so dark and and kind of I don't know I think the color wow. is very odd in this issue. Well, I, I, I think I think there's a lot of blobby type <laughs> black marks in this, and I'm thinking that they are translated from the pencils. I'm not I'm not putting it on the anchor, but it could be the anchor. Right. Uh, but the actual dark colors in the background and everything, I, I think that gives it a sense of foreboding. So I don't really have a problem mm. with that. But to, to you know, give credit and take it away, uh, the it looks to me like the the colorist got a little lazy. That okay, uh, at the top where the names are, just make a big streak of yellow. Then the clouds, just make it blue. Then down below by their legs, I'm going to just make that all gray. The crowd, I'm just going to make it all orange. It's just like four passes with a big brush, and done. Right. There's no right. effort to have any subtlety in the colors. Right. So, yeah, I'm not going to give the colorist any credit, but I think my problem with the art goes deeper than the than the coloring. I think at this issue in black and white, I'd still probably have the same problems with the, again, just very heavy blacks that are done that I'm not mm. so certain are just the anchor. Yeah, I don't know. I know that we're going to see Keith Williams again, um, I think, next issue. And uh, it'd be interesting to compare, you know, the, the inks on that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'll peek ahead and make sure I'm right on that. But I, I, I thought I read his name in other credits as part of this. And I'm, I know the name. No, I'm wrong. It's, it's, he's not the inker next chapter. So I don't know. I, I mean, I know the name. And I know I've seen him around, but I'm not familiar enough with his style to say, you know, oh, you know, this is definitely on him or or not. I really don't know. The next issue is drawn by Herb Trimpey again, and we were very happy with his uh, inking the last time, or his pencils rather, the last time, and inked by Jeff Albrecht. But we'll talk about yeah. that one when the time is appropriate. Yeah. So... Hercules is standing by watching all of this as the two uh, Terminus Termini face off against each other. And the, the Termini actually rips off its tail to make his own lance out of it, <laughs> which is an interesting Ow. move. But you'd never know that's what happened except for the fact that they say it in the dialogue. Yeah. I, I had to actually go back to the splash page and like, he had a tail? Is it, oh, there it is. Because you can't you don't see the tail come around and attach. It's just this, the very tip of it on the splash page, and then Hercules says, oh, he ripped it off. Like, All right, whatever. So now, just, just to continue to pile on the art, uh, you know, <laughs> Terminus's face looks like what, you know, pretty much the character model that's been developed over, the to over time. But now the Termini, he had a little bit more freedom to kind of do what he wanted with that, and he just looks like a, a brood Member yeah. in, in a big mm -hmm. metal costume. Yeah. Like, That's I, what I, I don't feel he got very original with it, the way the teeth are and everything. I think it's just, it, it looks very derivative of what we've seen already. So the two face off, and what does Terminus say? So, Wormling, you are the spawn of Terminus, the many who are, who are become the one. 
Uh, I have returned from far space, having slain a thunder god, his hammer into my own body, to learn which of us shall inherit the vengeful mantle of our long-dead creator race. Good for you. <laughs> uh, I found some pencils for the annual, but it's the one with uh, Hawkeye's butt. Right, and that's, that's, <laughs> that doesn't really help us for this particular story. No. no. <laughs> so as, as Hercules is watching this battle, the rest of the West Coast Avengers arrive. Uh, and uh, they start speculating as to where Thor, you know, what may have happened. Alas, Iron Man, tis clear the son of Odin hath made a miscalculation most tragic. Eh, can't, can't mourn forever. Let's get on with it. <laughs> I, I do like how the, someone in the Avengers is a uh, Disney fan. The number D23. on the Quinjet. D23, yep. yeah. Yeah. I caught that, too. I was like, yeah, but well, I'm like, wait a minute, this is 1990. <laughs> huh? That is maybe cool. maybe somebody at Disney was a West Coast Avengers fan. Yeah. And as a time traveler. <laughs> and so the, the, they're all you know just sitting around uh, talking, and uh, mm. meanwhile you know this giant battle is going going on. That's got to be I, you know I guess the answer is because I always start thinking about how many people get killed in these things, but I guess you know the the people made a beeline out of there as soon as the two faced off against each other. So mm. there's probably not in the, much in the way of humanity around them. And we don't know what time of day this is supposed to be, do we? Because, uh, I mean, daytime. it's hard to tell by the yeah. backgrounds. I Later mean, on, it looks like it's during the day, but... When we start, it looks like it's at night with the blue sky and the dark buildings and everything. So yeah, but I, that's but that could no be idea. that could be clouds because there's yellow behind the blue sky. Like that could be clouds yeah. stirred up. I mean, it's very hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. We got ask Irving Berlin. The musical jokes are just flying tonight. So. <laughs> We could ask the Ullman brothers. Uh, <laughs> we could ask the fix. Red skies at night. Red skies at night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. I don't know that one. So, uh, let's see. So they do make a mention, Bill. There's a little call out to you here. In, on uh, page nine in the middle panel, uh, Machine Man mentions the brute force. Hey! So that's the second time that's come up in two two episodes. <laughs> I'm on the Brute Squad. <laughs> we just watched that the other day. As uh, did we. <laughs> that and but that was Kira's first time watching it. I don't know why she refused to watch it before. Well, we were watching Jaws, and Kira flat out said, "Please, I don't want to watch this." But we were about to have dinner, so I was okay, fine. We'll so put something shark. else on. <laughs> so I went right over to, I went from giant shark to screaming eels. And the rodents and, of unusual size. Yes. <laughs> at, at which she popped up with big cookie doughs, because that was her, her guinea pig. Oh, okay. <laughs> So let's see. They have uh, 
was it a couple of contact lenses? Yeah, uh, which they bombard with pim particles and I don't, I don't wait now. Wait a minute. Don't uh, well, I guess these things wouldn't. I'm trying to remember with pim particles, the things that are shrunk because when he shrinks, he keeps his same strength of of a full grown man, but the size of an ant. Mm. So wouldn't these things hold their weight? But I guess no. there may not be that well, he, he, anyway. He retains his strength, but not his waist. Yeah, that's why he stands on people's shoulders. Could you imagine if he were? Oh yeah, that's true. That? That's true. Yeah, yeah Louis the Wasp it? in the, the the very beginning of this, she's sitting on Pym's shoulder. Uh, no, I'm not going to try to make sense of the physics. So machine no, man. But, and, oh, go ahead. Make sense. I was, of I was the just going to go ahead. I, I was going to make sense of the physics. I was just going to say this is my favorite incarnation of Henry Pym. I I, I much prefer Pym. him as the scientist. With the I'm I have what I need in my pocket. I'll just enlarge it to I'm going to be an adventurer. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are you I, laughing at, Scott? Because yeah, something, because there's something my, in your pocket. What you I have in enlarge. my pocket, I like to enlarge it from time to time as well. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, save that for a different show. It's, it's eat it and beat it. Might be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> the, the West Coast Avengers porn parody. <laughs> so uh pim sends uh two teams off with the lenses uh machine man and iron man take one wonder man and the uh, original human torch and i do feel the need to always say original when i mention him because i don't want to confuse it with uh, johnny storm uh right they they take the two uh lenses and they go to either side of the behemoths and Hawkeye sits and broods because, oh, I started the team and no one remembers me. And they listened to Hank, you know. I don't like that. I don't like that characterization. I don't mind a little insecurity and I don't mind him feeling, you know, I need to step it up because I'm supposed to be the leader. But just sitting and brooding, I don't like. These guys are supposed so to be heroic. It's just, this just makes me think of when Jeremy Renner's singing his uh, Hawkeye guy thing. What was that? Was that on SNL or was that on like the Tonight Show? I think it was SNL. But he's like, I'm just yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Sorry. If you haven't seen it, go search it out. So they they bring these lenses around, and then there's a lot of light, and that makes them makes them actually turn and start walking away from each other, which is just weird. I like the line: "Bigger than life, and infinite number of times as ugly." That's like some really bad dates I had in the past. Now, did they turn around and walk away from each other, or did they walk past each other? I think they turned and walked away from each other. It almost looks like they're dueling and they're pacing off before they turn around and shoot at each other. I think they just Mm. got blinded and walked right by each other, because... I'm not seeing any turn lines there. They just kind of like, what? So what you're saying, Bill, is Dr. Pym blinded them with science. (laughs) (laughs) He hit them with Uh, technology. Now, does this seem like a a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of pages just to blind them for like a couple seconds? Yeah, like, aha, you blinded me, but now I'm not blind. Right, exactly. What? It, it's almost like this was they had enough story for five part for four parts. They said make it five because we have to get the West Coast Avengers in here. And so, okay, well how? 
well, let's just delay everything as long as possible. Exactly. Well, what you, what you needed to do in this issue to, to, I think, to make it successful, and it would lend itself to making it 64 pages, is you, I think you needed to have them suspect that these two were trying to join together ultimately and that their mission was to somehow try and keep them apart. And they had to come up with ways to do that. And they were, you know, there, there could have been more that they did and you involved them more. Instead, what they really have is they have the two of them fighting and they're just trying to figure out, well, how, how are we going to just stick the uh, West Coast Avengers into this? They didn't actually have really a mission to speak of. No. Other than, right. oh, this is happening and we should be involved. And they even took away the we have to stop the property damage because Terminus There's, and Termini wandered off on their own away from heading, the city. They're heading south. They're heading south for some reason. I mean, at least while get, I enjoyed this, you know, while I enjoyed this chapter a lot, you know, for, you know, for the visuals, for the, you know, for the super heroics, I like this team. I like pretty much all the members and everything. Uh, that was my takeaway as well, is that it's not as strong as the other chapters only because it's it's just a bridge. You know, it, it doesn't really, you know, other than the, the two Terminus things joining each other to form, you know, a, an even bigger batter monster at the end, not a lot really happens. It's It's not terribly important to the overall story arc, I felt. Um but it was it's fun. It's just fun is just a big, you know, monster bash, you know, with, uh, you know, with superheroes doing their thing and trying, you know, trying to fight them. But ultimately, you know, not being <laughs> effective at all, really. Yeah. But I just that that chapter of it, you know, where they go to this because, you know, I'm always the guy that's trying to figure out, you know, when when the when the superhero comes up with a cool plan, I'm like, I'm trying to think ahead, like, OK, you know, what's going to happen? Because my first thing you know, when you enlarge these big portal looking things that he calls lenses I, you know the shot of uh iron man and machine man in the one panel and then wonder man and uh, the human torch in the other panel with these giant things i thought they were like teleporters like they were gonna like teleport you know, like half the body of terminus you know to another dimension or you know you know what i mean i i thought mm-hmm. that's where they were going with this and you know, when you learn that ultimately it was just so they could blind them for a couple of seconds, I'm like, what? What a stupid plan, you know? And nobody calls him out on it either. Nobody was like, what? You know, what? What was that supposed to do ultimately? You know, yeah. yes, you blind him for a minute. What? So what? They might have, might as well have just thrown a big plastic S on them and had it hold them down for a second. <laughs> <laughs> now that wait was a... slightly inconvenient. <laughs> I just noticed something from the cover. Um, they're in San Francisco. Why does it say Hollywood on the sign in the background? they're not in San Francisco. Yes, well, they're south of San Francisco. They but, were in San Francisco. Okay, but how the Hollywood sign's in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Which is south of San Francisco. Oh, well, not they're not that far <laughs> south of San Francisco. I guess they Gene. are. I guess not. And plus, that's really not the size is not because they're stepping and crushing yeah. the sign. I just it's a right. little off, but it's still I still like to cover. Oh, I yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah, I guess actually the termini is actually like straddling the sign. He's straddling the sign and yeah. the city at the same time. He'd have to be huge, a couple of thousand feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right, we'll just skip that. But it's but still I'm a good like, cover, and compared to the yeah, interior, I know. I'm happy. <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, but they're like, well, I guess if they're that tall, they could be in Los Angeles in a few steps if they're that yeah. freaking tall. But obviously they're not because uh, Wonder Man is punching a molar out of uh, brood Termini's mouth. <laughs> I'll knock yeah. the molars out of you. Yeah, he's doing that. The human torch Just is throwing a, a couple of fireballs. What's a fireball going to do against these guys? <laughs> so, somebody turn him off. <laughs> oh. But I was going to help. Uh, it says then uh, Her- Hercules get basically gets thrown from the thing. What, is, what does he say? Uh, and why should why why should not such an assault prevail upon yonder spawn of terminus? <laughs> and he says, whatever the reason, twill not. <laughs> boing, boing. <laughs> Down goes Hercules. And he's yeah, not like, for a loop because he's got all the stars over his head. It should have little birds flying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little Medusas, little Pegasus. Yeah, yeah, little Pegasus. <laughs> but 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 he's like. You know, he's like, how was it that I did best that one again? It's like, you can't remember that? You know, well, I, I know we have to, you know, explain it out because it's a mm-hmm. comic book. But he's just like, yeah. I was hurled so that my fist did penetrate its armored chin. And then I didn't slide down its metal torso, ripping it asunder in my descent. Yeah, that didn't work. Well, I can. But it was I a can... fake termini. And that was quite a ways back, too, because uh, the little editor's note says it's Avengers 257. Well, the because I'm reading Quasar in you know, appearance order, right before this is Avengers 325. Wow, that is a ways back. So, yeah, he that false terminus was a while ago. Well, what does so, the USA agent think he's going to do? Well, you know, you give him credit for for, for giving it a shot. But, uh, I, with, with with Hercules down, Wonder Man and U.S. Agent, and I guess to some extent the Human Torch all run interference to keep him from getting crushed and killed. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Man actually gives a you know a little endorsement to U.S. Agent. He may be a blowhard, yeah. but he's a brave blowhard, <laughs> which I brave. guess is is borne out by his activities that he would even attack this thing. Uh, Wasp actually goes internally through the metallic eye socket and then see, sees nothing but energy and says, well, nothing I can do there and leaves. <laughs> U.S. agent falls and Wonder Man catches him. So, you know, there's a lot of, like we've talked about, there's a lot of just busy work for them. They're not really accomplishing anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you know what we're not seeing. We're not seeing much in the way of teamwork, though. Like, like you know, they're going down and, and they show a shot of, of hello. 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 Hi. Hello. How are you? I heard I heard a beeping sound. I thought maybe somebody got knocked off. Bill, are you still there? Yeah, I'm yeah. still oh, here. Okay. All right. Oh shit. So they're all uh, they're all doing the battle, and they show a shot of of Quicksilver just kind of the, from the back of his head, looking on. Uh, you know, they, they probably should have, before they actually engaged in any sort of activity, come up with kind of some plans on what they were going to do. The, there, would, well, there, was no, but there, there was no imperative that they had to jump right into it without at least coming up with a game plan, because neither of the beasts were looking at them. It's not like, oh, my God, they're coming at us. We have to just attack. They were they were 
squaring off against each other. So you could have taken two minutes. Uh, you know, you, you have guys on this team who have strategical uh, abilities, and they should have sat down and said, this is how we got to go about this. Well, despite this being the, the fourth chapter of a, of a five-part thing, what this really feels like to me is when you'd get, like, an issue of, like, say, Justice League or, or even Avengers, for that matter, and it would be a two-parter. And in the first parter, they, they meet the, the threat, they fight the threat, and the threat kicks their asses, you know, kind of like Infinity mm-hmm. War. And then, you know, the second chapter is, okay, we rally, we come up with a plan, we figure this thing out, we fought this guy before, so now we have some experience, and and they ultimately defeat the threat. So that's really kind of what's happening here. And I think that's why, you know, ultimately, while they're ineffective, the story's a little silly, and it's it feels kind of like padding the whole crossover thing out. I still enjoyed it because I like that kind of stuff. I like when the heroes get their asses whooped. I don't yes. know why, but I really like that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't That's disagree with anything is. you're saying, and it does fit that formula. But just from you know, this is one of these ones where when you're reading it, it's fine, it's it's entertaining, and it was. I enjoyed reading this. But when you start breaking it down, you start saying mm, that doesn't make sense, and that doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make a sense make sense to me that a, a team, an organized team, would just dive into battle this way, uh, with with no kind of game plan. There was no, they had no final goal in in mind other than let's let's join the battle. There, there was hey, no, well, you know, I mean, we need no no de- determination of this is how we need to defeat them or anything like well, that. Again, with the you know with the full disclosure that I have not read the entire series start to finish, that was always my ultimate summation of the Avengers West Coast. Anyway, was that they were a team that didn't really have their shit together very well. They they never really seemed to have a defined leadership, and I, I recall a lot of issues that are kind of like this: is that you have a lot of heroes punching things, but you didn't have. They weren't the Avengers in the sense of with the Avengers, you had a clear like when they would run into battle, it was Cap. Cap called the mm-hmm. shots. He knew what was happening. He had a game plan and everybody kind of followed his lead. And they over time had become this well-oiled fighting machine where all the parts work together. And I don't think and I and somebody please point out if I'm wrong about this. But from what I've read of the Avengers West Coast, they just never quite gelled the same way. They, they didn't have that. I know they tried, um, but that was part of the charm of them, too, is that, you know, I, I kind of like teams like that where it's, you know, it's a, it's just a bunch of heroes thrown together. And I think sometimes the more interesting ones are the ones where they're they're struggling to pull it all together. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. I mean, the champions to me was a lot the same way. They never really got their shit together either. And it made for an interesting read, you know. I think I'd be more on board with that if they went in with a game plan and the game plan failed. Mm. Well, technically, they did go in with a game plan. It's just the the, only one that the the, 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 the contact lenses. Right. And then and then you even have the human torch saying, um, I don't like blindly following orders. Shouldn't we have some type of plan? (laughs) Right. So, you know, the. Pim had a plan. Everyone just said, oh, okay, well, he's he's a scientist, which means he knows everything in the Marvel Universe. We'll listen to him. And he's Hawkeye, also, who's yeah. supposed to be the team leader, instead of leading the team, is saying, oh, they're listening yeah. to Hank. Oh, what well, was me. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye should have said, okay, that's great, but what happens after? Yeah. 
Wait, after, after you make them see two of each other, what yeah. are we going to do next? <laughs> right. This story would get a straight-up A-plus for me if just one person, one person on the team, after the blinding thing, had said, that's it? That was your plan. And nobody, Get her. nobody calls it. <laughs> not, right. not a good plan. Stupid plan. <laughs> you have Tony Stark come over. That's your plan? Not a good plan. Right. Because <laughs> your plan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where U.S. agent would be perfect. It's like, what? That's it? You're a yeah. founding member of the Avengers, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they missed a prime opportunity for the guy to you know to actually do something in character that would be so it'd be so him to do that, and they they totally miss it. So I just realized we're missing a page of art in this uh, scan. Where? Yes. Oh, seventeen. 16 to 18, because uh, I couldn't figure out, wait a minute, why is the Quinjet just crashing? Because the last we, but it's because there's a page missing where, ah, you're right, where Termini, actual issue. <laughs> yeah, because I got, I, but, but I did a quick search for that page and I found a black and white of pencils for it. And it does look a little bit, uh, I think it might be the inking. If you do a search for that, you'll see a black and white, well, uh, I don't, why don't you just share it with us instead of us yeah. doing a search? Well, no, because it's not. It's like uh, actually, you know what? It is inked. I think it's the colors that really. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll put this in the chat here in a second. So. Oh, by the way, the image you shared of Combo Man uh, makes me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh, is it awesome? Yeah. That may be one of the worst images ever. (laughs) It's just pure. I mean, it's purely just stupid because all it is is cross sections of different costumes. It's not even like any kind of a costume. Right. All right. So there's the uh, I think it's the colors that make this look so bad, to be honest with you. Yeah, right there. That actually looks pretty decent. (laughs) That's not bad. That's not a bad page. I gotta agree. It's not bad, but I, I, it's, he- it's heavy. It is heavy inks, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. the colors really muddle it more. I think the colors, yeah. the colors to me, I think what I said earlier is, is I'm sticking with that. The colors look lazy to me. Yeah. It, it just, it, it doesn't look like there's any effort for subtlety or, or uh, transitional colors. Well, what does it say about the story when you can miss an entire friggin' page and, and not, not notice? Notice. Well, it just didn't make sense why suddenly, because the way I was reading the story is that, because the last thing we saw is that Janet put the Quinjet on autopilot. Right. Flew down, flew out. USA agent is caught by Wonder Man, and then suddenly the Quinjet says, we lose more Quinjets this way. <laughs> like it's the Quinjet actually saying, "Oh boy, here I go again." <laughs> like it's a sentient qu- Quinjet, and but but that page shows that that Hawkeye and Hank Pitt because now it makes sense because you see the Quinjet in the corner of the next panel going down and they're zipping away from it and they actually threw Quicksilver out of the Quinjet. <laughs> That's why he's looking up like, "Hey, moron, what are you doing?" So now this kind of makes a little more sense. So, yeah, we had a missing page. 
So, but, but but yeah, it got glad. I never noticed that until we were doing this, you know, much closer look at it, and I, and I didn't have my original issue with me. All right, and on that page, the two uh, terminal creatures are heading towards each other, <laughs> and the Quinjet starts heading directly towards the original terminus. And let's see, not. Let's hope the Monterey Peninsula survives this latest tourist invasion. Uh, the Quinjet can take more evasive action if its load is lightened. Oh, so Pietro jumps out, bounces off the terminus' shoulder, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been interesting. Yeah, that's not bad. And and admittedly, I still don't think the art is great by any stretch, but it does look better without the coloring. Yeah. I'd buy that. For a dollar? Has this so now, stuff so Hawkeye, oh, in one that? of those... Uh, has this stuff ever been in one of those... Um, Essentials? Well, Essentials, yeah. I'm not certain. Probably. You know, I think somebody's miscolored... Um, they miscolored Hawkeye's outfit, too. Because oh, it yeah. should be purple and it's red. Yeah, but then mm. it's purple in the lower shot. And what does he do? He swings around and makes the lance move? The lance is huge. His weight wouldn't shift the weight of it. Or sh- I love that third, the third panel on that page where you see the leg of Terminus and the cars racing mm-hmm. there, all out of proportion and everything. And then you see the finger of God from Monty Python going, <laughs> the one in the races, he done it. I love that. <laughs> You're going too fast. <laughs> Put the fingers pointing down. Slow down. So Quicksilver saves Hawkeye from getting squished by a foot that's much more, uh, much smaller than what you'd think from the image that you just pointed to, Scott. Uh, and then he's got, I do like, I gotta, gotta say, I like the, the, the shot of, Hawk, of Quicksilver right after he rescued Hawkeye, where he's like, yes, look at me, I'm so great. <laughs> He does smug very well, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. A, if anything, he is smug. But that's a... Uh, uh, okay, so the top of Hank... The shot of Hank Penn at the top, like, looking up. That's, ah! that's awful. That, the, 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 two, the, the two things of Hank, the, the one at the top and the one where he's in the background at the bottom, look like right. Mike Mignola suddenly came in. It's like, yeah, this is yeah. weird. I, I, yeah. I was going to say that Drunk that shot of Hank, Mignola. like mm. the top shot of Hank, Hank Pym. Now, Scott may or may not agree with me. The first time I believe it was Star Wars Marvel 38, the first Michael Golden one that he yeah. did. Yeah. Doesn't that look a little like that art style in that? Uh, I, yeah, I can like the see eyes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not meaning it to insult Michael Golden. No. Every time we compare this art to somebody else, we say that. Well, I mean, I, I had I had hesitated to to compare who I really thought, but you know, Gene hit on it. Is uh, I if this reminds me of anybody, it reminds me of Mignola, and I don't mind kind of slag, you know, that being said in a slagging sense because I've never thought much of that guy's art. Um, any project he ever came into that I was already reading, it was always like, ah, oh, shit, you know. He, so he did Moody well. Or he's done Moody well. Eh, I I just never cared for his style. I it just no. I understand it, where it's not your your the style that you would 
go for or gravitate for. But that's you know, I can I can say he does moody well. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> and and he, he actually does he does well as far as storytelling. It's not a visual style that I'm all that fond of either, though. I I think he's really good. You know, there's certain artists I think that are really good layout guys like they have a great visual sense but it's like lay it out storyboard it out let somebody else do it and and you know in the instance of mignola the the thing i would always point to is uh the movie atlantis the lost continent i love the visual style of that movie and it's all him i mean mignola storyboarded that whole movie um but the finished look is not you know i mean it's not you know readily apparent Mignola, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of see that, and I'm not really familiar with this penciler. Um, would you say it was James Fry? I, I'm not really familiar with him. I think he's got a really good, but this suffer, suffers from what I always think of as Marvel annual-itis, which is, you know, put the new guy on the annual, you know, the, almost use the annuals like a tryout book, if you know what I mean, you know, yeah. art-wise. Mm. And sometimes it really works, and then sometimes eh, not so much. In this one, I'm right in the middle with it because I, I like a lot of it. Um, I, I don't think it's horrible, but it's one of those things where you know there's there's you know there's some definite refinement needed here. And I'm I'm thinking that a lot of it also is that I think he's just paired with the wrong inker. Um, wrong again, inker, I'm wrong not colorist. Yeah, I think we might yeah. see tremendous improvement if we change it all around and i think over over the years that we've been doing this and more so i think in the last say four or five years uh we've paid attention or at least closer attention to the inking and a lot of times we've we found fault with the inking that we weren't able to relate to the pencils and sometimes sometimes maybe we're a little unfair to the inkers i don't know uh but i do think that ultimately if the layouts are good and the final product isn't it falls on the anchor. Right. So, right. you know, I think that's, you know, uh, but, in, but in this one, I, you know, I'm going all over the map with this one because I don't like the pencils. I don't like the inking. <laughs> but but when Bill gave us a black and white page, I think it looks much better than it did in color. So I, I, I think there's plenty of blame to spread around is ultimately what it comes down to. I'm looking at James Fry's um, listing here on Mike's Amazing World to try to see if there's anything wait that he did so, that I consider myself in, you know very familiar with, and there's really not. But I, I do notice here that he did the first several issues of the second DC Star Trek series, so I might scare that up and take a quick look at it and see what he looks like inked by somebody else. But I, I don't know. I mean, he's got a pretty good body of work. I'm just not really familiar with uh, much that he worked on. So are we sure that James or Jim is his first name and not his middle name, and he's actually Stephen J. Fry from Futurama? Fry. <laughs> Come on, so, Fry! So the... the, uh, the the two, the two Sam and I finally get together and confront each other. And again, now here's here's something where I'm I'm definitely going to blame the pencils on this. When they finally confront each other, all we get is a silhouette of the two of them. Did the inker take that away? It, you think he sat there and erased the images? Please. I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't think like, even, I don't think, I don't even think even he it. That's that could be an epic picture, and it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What, and then, and then you follow that up with you follow that up with a big splash page type thing where you get a center shot and four uh, oh, that's surrounding things, and the center like shot that. is also a silhouette. Yeah, this, I got this, you, is, yeah. this is some lazy penciling. I mean, on some hands, some aspects, it looks like the people kind of look like uh, Jack Kirby-ish, maybe, kind of, as this Human Torch. I noticed um, that I'm not with Machine Man, I noticed a couple of times I, I felt was directly referencing Kirby um, because he is a Kirby creation. I, I thought Machine Man looked especially Kirby in a lot of the panels. You know, Scott, now now that you've said this about the hand of God, I just see it. It makes three appearances. <laughs> it makes three. It hands us the contact lenses. It points out the it points out the, <laughs> the pedestrians and it points out Termini four. <laughs> And if you want to say that the hand of God put on Cap's glove, he points out at the last yeah. panel of the story. And I now I want to go through a search of every comic I have and just look for how many appearances are made by the hand of God. <laughs> I I see a new Twitter handle <laughs> in the making. <laughs> <laughs> the hand of God. No, that so, that one on page uh, what was it eighteen just cracked me up because it's it's in the same position and and everything is the one from Monty Python. Well, you just lowered right down. Yep. which is which is for what it's worth, it's from the Sistine Chapel. Right, right, yes. yeah. It's yeah. The, yeah we're giving we're giving total credit to Monty Python on this, <laughs> which I don't know if that's appropriate. You know, I reenacted that with my cat the other uh, like about two or three weeks ago. That's scary. Because the cat, because the cat was like laying out with his paw out, so I reached across from the couch. I'm like, quick, hey, take this picture before he moves. <laughs> keep, keep, keep the cat there while I go put on my god robes. <laughs> so the termini confront each other, and it looks like the terminus is getting the better of the battle, and he just gets bigger and bigger. Uh, until he swallows the Termini. Wait, you're not going to comment on Iron Man's braces? Oh, it's well. It's Ar- <laughs> Ar- yeah, we have a shot of Arno Stark. Ah, look at my teeth! I kind of like when they do that though, because I don't mm-hmm. think it should just be a faceplate yeah. that you could just well, you know well, poke your finger in. into. That you know you you could beat him if you're Mo Howard. Yes. <laughs> Ow. Spread out. So then, I'm going to get you. I'm going to eat you. Nom, 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 So he swallows the He looks the like he's trying to crap lug nuts or something, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he is saying oh, opening a wide, wider. Oh, wait, that's them saying that. <laughs> the dog agrees. Now, this, this whole sequence says, with him swallowing the termini, it's not... Again, to, to be critical of the artwork, it's not terrible, but I feel it could be so much more dynamic. Just just picture this same sequence drawn by somebody like Jim Stalin. Mm. It, it would be much, much more dramatic than this. See that? And so it explodes, and then we get the fifth and final ultimate terminus in a splash page. And... I'm, I'm confused. Here. Who who ate so Termini ate Terminus? No, other <laughs> Terminus way around. Terminus ate Termini. Ate Termini. Yeah. So, but 
which I guess okay. was ultimately their goal all along. It was just a matter of who who gets to eat who. Yeah, who is the strongest one, <laughs> and the strongest eats the weaker. Well, but now, but, now is but, it is it is it a good writing choice when you're, you're trying to make this okay? Now we're going to try and make this really exciting. This is someone that the you know even the combined powers are going to you know be unlikely to be able to defeat. You're going you're to end this issue and you're going to think, oh my god, how is this going to go? So what are we going to do? We're going to make him bigger. And give him two more arms. Mm. But now, I, I don't know. So, I, I, I think there should be something more about it. I don't know. In your opinion, which one won the battle? Well, ultimately, Terminus did. Nope. That's not what that's not what uh, Iron Man explains. He says, believe it, Simon, that Termini thing must have gestated inside Terminus in record time. And in bursting out, it absorbed the full mass of its parent. Okay, so well, so but, yeah, but, is but this, this is Termini this is that has neither. now become Terminus, or is they're just merged in a new being called Terminus? Anyway, that's what so it really I think. doesn't matter. I think it's it's so, the merger of of, a, of a, ultimately a new being. I don't think this yeah. is, you know, this is the combination of them. This is the fifth and final ultimate Terminus. This is you know, Red Skull's fifth sleeper. So, in another final question, <laughs> in all this, <laughs> where's Thor's hammer? Oh, that? He shouted out before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or, I'm curious if in the I last... I assume we're going to find out next issue. I would I hope assume so. Thor's, so that I assume Thor is going to be in the next one. But I have not read ahead yet. I, I haven't either, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't either. I want to see Thor show up and summon Mjolnir, and it comes <laughs> ripping out of this thing's chest, you know? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be like at all surprised if that's what ultimately happens. Hey, Terminus, now his... played by John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he could pull it out of his groin like uh, you know, like a kidney stone. <laughs> Sorry, I had a flashback there. All right, I gotta go, guys. Oh, uh, so then the last page where they show the East Coast Avengers. Honestly, that does look like a Mike Mignola page to me. It the whole does. Page. Yeah. I have a question wait? for Gene. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think you have the same question I do, Scott. Go ahead. Do you know what being protector of the universe pays? Because uh, <laughs> being protector of the universe pays jack all. <laughs> okay, all right, that makes sense. Because one of those little uh, unbreakable plastic combs at Walmart only costs like two <laughs> yeah. bucks, and this dude well, seriously needs. Come on. All right, so this this is something that Adam and I have gone over a few times on the Quantum Cast. So Quasar, as a member of the Avengers, does get a stipend, uh, but he also has decided he has his own company. He, he started his own security firm, and brilliant guy that he is, said, I want to open my office in the highest rent building available <laughs> for Freedom's Plaza. <laughs> Not only is his rent super high, his insurance premium is supposed to be through the damn roof. So I don't think he can afford a 99-cent comb, to be honest. Either that or he just woke up, because that was my question. Yeah. Does he not... Well, Does he not have a mirror? Here, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Right before this, if you go by the complete Marvel reading order, the Quasar appearance right before this was Avengers 325. In Avengers 325, Cersei throws a party, <laughs> which all of these characters are at. This. Okay, I remember So this that could be issue. good continuity. Yeah. So it's this is... After party quasar, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, I can I can sort of buy that. But at the same rate, Cap is there and I can't see Cap 
not calling you out like if you you know like, like being in a in formation in front of your you know your drill sergeant or yeah. something and, and being like you saw you're you know straighten up and comb your hair and talk in that uniform you know that sort of thing i just mm-hmm. can't quite see cap not calling him out like dude you got bad <laughs> <laughs> oh and brush your teeth man well right yeah, exactly. also cap and it's actually mark gruenwald who wrote it not uh, cap and John Jameson, both in that issue, because Quasar comes in his secret identity as, you know, I want to, you know, Vaughn Securities, I want to go over the Avengers Mansion and everything. And Cap's like, does he seriously think just a pair of glasses is going to prevent us from recognizing him? <laughs> so Cap's already throwing shade on Quasar. Now, how old is Quasar supposed to be? Because I always thought he was a young guy. So is he even old enough to drink? He, yeah, uh, he, at this point, he should be late 20s. Oh, okay. Because he he went through uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. training program. I mean, he became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Then he got the Quantum Bands and went through the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. super agent program. Then was head of security at Project Pegasus in Marvel 2 and 1. And then he eventually he went off for five years, give or take, Marvel sliding time scale, on an expedition to find the origin of the Quantum Bands. And then came back as protector of the universe. So, yeah, he's got, he, I would say the youngest he would be would be like 27, 28. I got you. Well, well, right here, they're aware that he's Wendell Vaughn, right? Because she yeah. all calls him out. Yeah, all the Avengers know his secret identity. Oh, okay, all right. And Cap is the hand of God. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, basically, this whole page comes down to, all right, we're here, they're here, and if we travel at relatively the same speed, we'll meet here. I was Which, told there would be math. That looks like... They're going to be further west than east, really. That looks like it's still in the Badlands or something. Somewhere. That looks like the sun. How could you see anything on that big... There's an image in there. Where? There's nothing in there. Above Cap's... If you There's look a above, bump. That could be a reflection of his bicep. It's it's a photo. They oh put a, a photo that's, in that's and it's terrible. Put yellow that's over terrible. It. That's terrible. Sucks. So you're telling me that Cap actually knows the que- the answer to the question of the eastbound train travels 16 yes. miles an hour slower than the okay. Uh huh. Right, yep. <laughs> yes, he does. Because that was just that was an automatic C answer for me. <laughs> so you know, for whatever failings this issue has. And I do think it had some, but whatever it has, it still left me jazzed to read the final issue. Mm, yes. And then, as always, when we do these runs, the question is, will they stick the landing? Yeah. I've got an artistic question for you. Maybe it's just the nature of the scan I'm looking at, but I'm kind of wondering, is there... Is there an actual image that Cap is pointing to and somehow it's lost in the coloring and inking? Or is this supposed to be a mystery cliffhanger ending of the location might be something really important and cool and they're yeah. just not telling us? Because I'm kind I of will, torn on that. I will look for it. 
I will take a look. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's that's a poor. If if it's a choice that they made, it's a poor choice because why have a close up of him pointing to the area if you're not going to show us where the area is? Right. But it, it seems, makes no sense. Or just again, you know, it, show something else then. Right. I mean, it might just be the nature of the scan I'm looking at, but it almost looks like there is an image there, but somehow it's been lost in the printing process. That, yeah, that's kind of what it looks like to me. It like, looks like Rocky Hills out like in Arizona, Nevada kind of area. Right. You know, yeah. Like, you, you would expect the Hulk to be around that, that general vicinity. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really because I'm I'm picturing like it almost looks like I don't know. It almost looks like an area of I, I know it's not going to be New York City, but it almost looks like New York or or Chicago because it looks to me like there's a river running down the middle, or not the middle, but like the the upper portion right there, kind of kind of dissecting the you know what I mean. It's really hard. It's so faint and it's really yeah. hard to make out. But it, it looks to me like like water and maybe some little bridges going over the water. Like we're supposed to recognize this image. It al- it almost looks like part of the Grand Canyon from yeah, that, like an aerial yeah. view down onto the Colorado River. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that, too. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's just, you know, a, an unfortunate because if you look at the top of the page, that ginormous screen behind cap, mm. gives away I nothing. think that's supposed to have something where we recognize, too. But because of the limitations of the printing process of the day, it's just completely washed out color wise. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's a limitation of the printing process. I think it's the fact that they put a color over it because, you know, burn. Kirby, they would always do a photo, right? In, in their comic, and that was that was well before this. And, and this that is one of the few fine. instances. This is one of the few instances where you could have done that and not had it look bad. There are times where, like with Kirby, because it was so mm. experimental that it, it was, you know, it, it just wasn't appropriate. But he was just trying to do something different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, th- in this instance, it would have been absolutely appropriate if if that map behind him was was a photo, you know, a, a legitimate, you know, photo of some sort, as well as the area where he's pointing to. And you yeah. didn't even have to have any identifying words or anything like that. So this way, you know, it could be still somewhat questionable as to exactly where it was. Right. Yeah. And just not right. this. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll be interested to see what the, uh, the plan they come up with and whether it involves throwing Terminus into space. Because... <laughs> That's how Quasar and Spider-Man solve the problem in Quasar number seven. Ah. And this was uh, Captain Ultra Spider-Man or Captain Universe Spider-Man. So Quasar made a huge platform under Terminus. He and Spider-Man got under, shoved it out into space, and then Quasar broke Terminus's staff. So did they mention how Terminus got his staff back in the last issue? Yeah. He reconstituted it. Wait a minute, they broke his staff? Yeah. Well, no, because all he did was get... Uh, he used Jolner or whatever or Thor to push it towards him, and I don't think right. he reconstituted anything. No, yeah. uh, it got... The, the, the tip of the staff actually got broken off. Ow. Quasar Ow. broke it, just snapped it with his quantum band. Dude, come on. And it... it and actually show it 
floating off on its own as Terminus goes the other way with the rest of the staff. Sitting here with my legs crossed. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. Uh, uh, that, and I thought I had a West. I wasn't sure if I had a West Coast Avengers uh, omnibus, but I do not. I only have the first Avengers one, so uh, cannot find it. Can't tell you what that suck. is. Okay. Oh well, you know, I suck hard, <laughs> so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> That just didn't quite come out the way. Never mind. Oh, there's a bumper if I ever. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that'll that'll find its way. Uh, (laughs) The Bill Bill bumper file? Yep. Well, my file actually is titled LMD Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Don't you think Quasar looks like John Voight? Everybody's (laughs) talking at him. (laughs) Does look kind of that way, yeah. Like a I'll, uh, I'll jump in on the ratings if you like. Okay. Um, I really dig the cover. I'm, I mean, it's. I know the proportions aren't correct. I know some of the anatomy is a little wonky, but artistically, just as as a dynamic cover image, I think it totally works. I think it's really cool. Um, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go an A minus on this. I, I like it, and it's nicely inked too. I don't. Is there inking credits on the cover, or is the whole thing Tom Morgan? Do we know? Uh, no, it's inked by someone else. Uh, I'll look that up. Okay. But yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a really cool image. Um, interior art for this particular story, um, I think I might be the highest on it of, of the four of us. I'm not sure, but I, I like it a lot. Um, there's a lot of problems with it. So, you know, Again, it has some wonky anatomy and, and such. But overall, I really like it. I, I see, you know, the potential in the artists that are working here. Uh, I think the biggest problems that the art has, honestly, uh, is uh, just way too heavy a hand with the black in the inks, uh, with the shadows and such. It just it gives it too dark a look in too much of the story. Uh, it's fine for you know some of the interior stuff and everything, but when they're outside in, in the harsh daylight, or at least I'm assuming it's during the day, it, it just it seems odd that things are still so black and shadowy and everything. Um, and the colors, uh, you know, with all apologies to Renee Winterstater, who was uh, I'm pretty sure Bill and I met her at a con. I, I'm almost positive we did because I think she's uh, I think she's Michael Golden's handler, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Oh. Uh, oh. But, uh, I mean, I, I normally really like her work, but here it's just, yeah, the, it, it's something's wrong. It just doesn't, it doesn't help the art. I think it actually hurts the art quite a bit. It just, the color choices are odd and kind of strange. Um, um, I'm sorry. I snickered because after you said she was his handler, I pictured her with like a whip in a chair and like a, <laughs> like a big long thing around his neck trying to force him to sign autographs. You know, throwing food at them, and I'm just like, okay, never mind. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that uh, that they were together at the thing. And, and, and at one point, we they had did tried a couple for what we know. Yeah, I think yeah. they are actually. I, I think when uh, when we tried to get him, we tried to get him at one point for something for bins or for Comics Monthly Monday or something. Uh, you know, years ago, and we had to go through her essentially to schedule and it just never worked out 
Um, but I, I'm pretty sure she was the one that he that he her her name just stands out to me as being the the one um, you know that was basically like his handler agent whatever. Um, but anyway, grade wise on the R, um, I think I'm gonna go uh, somewhere between a C plus and a B minus. Uh, I wish there was a grade in between the two of those because I can't quite decide. It's, it, I think it's better than a C plus, but not quite as good as a B minus. So, boy, however that works. And then um, story wise, eh, I mean, it's okay. It doesn't light, you know, light the world on fire. But I think it's just meant to, you know, pad the story out essentially. Um, so story wise, I, I think I'm going to just go a, a C plus on the story. It doesn't, you know, it's not great, but it's it's fun. It was a fun read, and as an overall grade on the issue, I think I'd go a B minus because I still enjoyed it. I still had a good time with it. All right. Um, I like the cover. I think this is an appealing cover to me. And, you know, proportions aside, uh, I like I said, I look at this and I think if I saw this on the stand, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm picking this up. Yep. Uh, no question in my mind. So I'm thinking an A minus on the cover. I think it's really compelling. Uh, the interior art, you know, you said you'd be higher. And yes, you are. Um I think there's plenty of blame to go around, frankly. I think uh, the coloring, the inking, and the penciling all leave something to be desired. Uh, I, I just there's a couple of panels that I think are really good. The first, the very first page, I like the look there. You know, the one that I said looked Ditko-esque. The actual splash page of the Human Torch right after that, I like the torch, and and the flames coming off of him, but the background people don't look so great to me. Uh, so there are some images that I like in here. So it's not a, it's certainly not a total failure, uh, but I think it catches the wrong mood at times. I think the face facial work is kind of lacking. I think the inking is too heavy. I think the coloring to me again looks lazy. All all apologies uh, to 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 the colorist, but uh, I, and I think that the penciling could have been so much more dynamic in some of the scenes. Uh, so I'm going to say, because there are some images that I do like, I'm going to say a C minus on the uh, interior art. I'm going to put it as just a little below average. And uh, story-wise, yes, the whole goal of the story is pick up from the last issue and end it with the giant terminus. So it accomplishes that, and it does not lessen my desire to read more of it. But I think it could have been so much more clever and creative in the way it got us there. And I think it could have been just a much more compelling read. Uh, I, I think there should have been a point where, you, where they had a game plan and it had a chance of success and they were executing it and they weren't quite able to get there. I think if you had given it that type of a, a storyline in it, I think it would have been much, much more compelling and it would have left you off saying, oh, my God, they had a game plan and they still weren't able to stop this thing. How are they going to stop it now that it's even bigger? Right. Uh, I, I think that would have made it a much, much more exciting read. Although, again, when you don't break this down to its finer points, it was still kind of a fun read anyway. So I don't want to blast it too much because it was a fun read, but I just think it could have been so much better. So I'm just going to give it a B minus on the story. And overall, I'm going to give the book a B minus because it accomplishes what it needed to. It's got a cool cover. It just could have been better. Cool. All right. Well, 
I'm going to go from my most favorite to least favorite as far as categories. And so we're going to start with the cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, some of the anatomy is a little off, but it, like you guys said, you see this on the stands, you're going to pick it up. This is exciting. The The title is right there for for us monster kids. Uh, it's It looks like it's going to be a thrill-packed issue. So, you know, I'll, I'll give that a, a B plus. Uh, interior art. <laughs> there are some good panels. The the splash page of the Human Torch. I I love that. Uh, some, but then there are some things like U.S. agent apparently learning how to hover inches above the floor while he's running. Nah, not not all that thrilled with that. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I'm i going to say it's probably middle of the road more than anything else. Maybe a touch under that, so I'm going to go with a C- on the interior art. Story-wise, um, we are solidly in episode three of a five-part Doctor Who, which Shag just realized what I'm talking about. This is the one where we don't have enough story to do all five parts, so we're going to run around hallways for an episode. <laughs> and that's what this is. This, the West Coast Avengers did not save any property because Terminus and Termini moved off on their own. They barely saved any lives. I'm going to give them two full carloads, so let's say ten people that they saved, because they didn't go in, out, out of their way to rescue anyone. Yeah, but that was except the hand themselves. of God. Yes. <laughs> oh. And they didn't prevent anything from happening with the, the, the two beings joining. So they were pretty much useless in this issue. <laughs> and for your – it would have been better if they had tried three, four things – didn't succeed with them, but it's okay. Well, that didn't work. Let's do this rather than, oh, well, that thing that Pim didn't explain didn't work. So let's hit it. Oh, hitting it didn't work. Let's hit it again. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to have to give it a D on the story. It's just, it, the only reason it does again F is because I do want to see where it goes, but Wow. So I'm going to say that's probably overall a C on the book. All right. Uh, for me, I like the cover. It's, it's um, like we said before, a little bit, maybe a little bit Simonson, maybe a little bit Burn with Terminus, but maybe I'm thinking that because I believe he created Terminus, if I remember correctly. So maybe that's why I'm thinking that. But uh, so I will give the cover a I give it an A minus. Um, all right, the art it's got good, it's got bad. Uh, I was just looking through again in page ten. I didn't realize that Peter Cushing was doing a guest spot as Quicksilver. And you may fire when ready. And well, that's and that a small pug was dressed in Hawkeye's outfit for that panel as well. At least that's what they look like to me. So 
and all the other things that we brought up. Uh, I want to give it a C. It's not bad enough for a D because there's enough saving graces. So I'll just give it a C minus. The story, yes, it's a lot of running around. It's punchy, punchy, run, run, um, to quote uh, Thomas DJ. And, um, uh, And nothing gets done. However, I will say that I do enjoy this a little more because this is back in the times when you could you had a more cohesive Marvel universe and that, you know, we're tying characters from different books together. And like nowadays, I think we said a few issues ago, I mean, a few episodes ago about how uh, well, we read a letter that actually brought, brought that up last issue, not on this thing, but on on the show about how there's each little comic is in its own little pocket universe and they don't affect each other anymore. Whereas this is, you know, back in the old days of the cohesive, somewhat more cohesive Marvel universe. And I enjoy those days and reading this. So it gets a little bit of a bump up for me. However, it's still right now only going to be about a C to C plus for the story. Overall, I will give the book a, C plus. Cool. And looking forward to the next one. I don't think we were all that far off in our grades from each other. No. Now we're going to talk about Dr. Goodwrench, right? <laughs> Who? <laughs> what? The guy at the monster truck rally. Oh, Dr. yeah. Goodwrench. Sorry, I was <laughs> looking in Honey, I Shrunk the Hyper uh, Atomic yeah. Anti-Proton Can. I wonder Oh, why. and that's James Fry pencils. You're right. Well, that totally looks different with Chris Ivy inks. Yeah. Actually, it, well, in some cases, it doesn't look better. It just looks different. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. So is the so, ant. So, so, I mean, uh, the wasp. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's the end of this chapter of the Terminus Factor. We got one more to go. Gene, are you available? Uh, if there's Quasar involved, of course I'm available. All right. So next time, not not necessarily next week, but next time out or for the next chapter of this, you'll have the four of us again taking a look. And ultimately, like I said, we'll see if uh, if it sinks or swims on that issue, because that's going to be the deciding factor once again, as we've seen so many times on these miniseries or crossover events. So... Uh, That'll do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, all. I'm out of (laughs) here. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at two truefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved.
Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Uh, what is this? This is... I have a stuffed fish. This is... Uh, I, I know this. Nemo! That's what it is. Get the f*** out of here. Get out of here. Why is there a Nemo? Is there stuffed Nemo on my desk? And a flash ring. I got a flash ring. I got a stuffed Nemo. I got some Toontown cards. I have this. This is what's on my desk. I have a package of chicken ramen noodle. I don't even even eat chicken ramen noodle. Whatever. It's on my desk. It's like I'm losing ground. Every day, I'm like, it's like the Viet Cong are in my house. They infiltrate everything. Everything in my life, in my desk. I fight that everything fight every day like tunnel rats. So, <laughs> sorry. I guess I could stop venting. <laughs> I love my children. I love my wife. Uh.